0: You're listening to Heather Solves Everything, a show about discovering strengths and solving problems. So what are we waiting for?
1: Let's get into it.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Heather Solves Everything. This is the show where I take credit for solving your problems by introducing you to people who have good ideas. I'm Heather, and I'm glad you're here. Whether you're listening during your workout, on your commute, if you're procrastinating on something else that you should be doing, welcome. I'm glad that you're here. And today, my guest is Lisa DeLugo. She is a fellow podcaster. She's also a runner. She's a mom. She's a business owner. And she's a person at the same time as all of those other things, which is really impressive because that's a lot. (laughs) On paper, she's the owner of Ella Go, where she empowers women through fitness, health, and everything in between. But beyond that, she's a single mom of an active daughter. She started a journey to better health for herself in her 30s. I mean, who else can relate to that? And I mean, she just continues to prove to us that it's never too late to start something new. And I'm really glad to have her here because I'm a fan of her podcast. And um, I've been looking forward to having an opportunity to have her on my show. So welcome to the show, Lisa. (laughs) Lisa. Thank you, Heather. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited. So guys, Lisa's just like us. She's struggling work, motherhood, life stress, all the stuff. And she's also a certified running coach. She's a certified health coach and life coach. And the reason I asked her here today is because aside from all of those things, which are valuable and helpful, and I hope that you will take time to learn more about. She also has a story that is one you need to hear. So let's get into it. Lisa, tell me about the summer of 2013. Uh, Okay,
1: so the summer of 2013, I would say was pretty much the the, the, the point of my journey where it, I had to make some changes. So basically I was in a marriage that I was unhappy in. However, even though I was unhappy, I was still living this, you know, this fantasy in my head that it will be okay. I never wanted to make i didn't want to like be the one that left because i'm like no maybe it's something will change you know and all the signs around me were saying get out girl (laughs) you gotta get out and i was just like no 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 i'll wait i'll wait i'll wait and funny after going you know going through that i started getting sick so it first started with uh me having this stomach bug now mind you some fun fact i have a phobia with vomiting fun fact Ooh. okay fun fact right that's a
0: fun fact
1: <laughs> <laughs> um and the thing is that when i had this stomach bug um oh it was horrific it just ripped through my body and that was in march my body was never the same eating was never the same i always felt off i felt bloated i felt sick during the time this the summer started coming through you know i started getting this fogginess you know like feeling like my like i was hung over then i'd get pins and needles in my my foot um and i'm like what is going on and then every time i ate i was just nausea all the time oh wow eventually my stomach slowly stopped churning oh stop churning. And I started, you know, I come from a science background. So of course I'm doing all my research. I'm like, what, what is this? And it's, it's called gastroparesis. And there is, you know, there may be some reasons why you may have, you may get that. And then there's other, the other side of it, There, there's the unknown. We don't know why you got it that, you know, idiopathic. We don't know why you got this.
0: Let me guess. That's the kind you had.
1: Exactly. <laughs> right. So I started doing more research and I started reading how other women would get it and they would tell the story. It was at the end of their, you know, PhD, they were studying hard, they were stressed out.
0: Dress. Mm, clues.
1: Right. Um, and I was like, I need to go to the doctor. I need to get th- something. This is not, I-, I need to live for my, my daughter while i was going through that my ex showed no sympathy no empathy like zilch and that was when my eyes were like whoa i was like wait a second here i i'm sick here and you feel nothing like even what if i if i was a stranger on the street you know that's how he treated me so you
0: are getting some pretty strong signals From not only your life, that I'm unhappy in this situation. I feel like if I just kept working at it, it could get better, even though feeling like that's probably not actually true. And then your body starts giving you physical signs that you are at your limit. It literally stops digesting food. Mm -hmm. And you get to a point where you realize this is not sustainable. I have to take action to make a change here.
1: Right. Right. So, and that, and that, you know, that's basically what I was saying in my, in my mind, because I was like, I got to live for my daughter because now, and now it's like, I, am I going to die? And also, you know, when you go to the doctor and you see a gastro, the first thing is medication, you know, let's do the EGD, let's do all the diagnostic type things, but they're not trained in nutrition. You know, I don't know how it is now. I, I learned through this journey that, you know, when they talk about nutrition in med school for those doctors, it's like this much. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they don't know about, I mean, I mean, if you think about those who have, um, uh, you know, when you need to be the, the, the gluten allergy, you know, that has been happening for years. And now, now, you know, they're more informed in this. So when I went to see the doctor, he, he thought I was, anorexia bulimic. Like I was trying to make myself throw up. I'm like, are you kidding me? I love food. Like that was his go-to. And he goes, well, why can't you just eat? I said, I can't, it's not digesting. And I'm just, I'm going to throw it up. So they did the EGD and they did, they, it was negative. And I was so upset. It's like, you want them to find something. You want to know what it is. Blood work showed that I had a gluten allergy. The blood work showed I had a gluten allergy. The EGD showed nothing. And the doctor said to me, if you don't start eating, we're going to have to put a feeding tube. And I'm like, so I went to a naturopathic doctor. I went to a a holistic nutrition, dietitian, and they're the ones who helped me get better. Is that the
0: beginning of when you started taking your health in a different direction?
1: Yeah. Yeah pretty much. I mean, I always try to eat healthy, but it wasn't. And I mean, mean, what's healthy, right? You know, you think you know what healthy is. Um, And I would always get on these health kicks and things like that. But this is on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Like this is like you really need to eat, know what you're eating. You need to read the labels. You re- you know, you, you have a gluten allergy. You can't eat bread like you used to. And to be honest with you, it made sense because if I think about all the times I had pizza, I would be bloated.
0: Mm-hmm. All these
1: years, I would get sick over eating sandwiches. Never understood. I thought, oh, it's maybe because I ate too much. But I really feel, you know, looking back, and and back then and what was going on, having the stress, going through this stressful situation in my life, and it manifested. I feel like it manifested.
0: So when you started realizing that the, the way that your life was happening was just not sustainable and you weren't willing to let it continue that way. And you recognized that you needed to make some pretty dramatic changes. How did you approach that? Because you're looking at the, at a change in your, in your relationship and a change in the way that you manage yourself.
1: Yeah. So I will say that it was baby steps. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, okay, how can I make myself better first, because I need to live for my daughter. Okay, that's that. It, so therapy, went to therapy. That was like the first thing, you know, and then I'm a big fan. Oh, of course. And you know, when the therapist is like, you know, you're still having some of these stomach issues, it's, it's manifesting from all the things that you're dealing with in your relationship. Mm -hmm. So therapy, going to see, like I said, the dietician, going to a naturopathic doctor, following the, pro, you know, just following, just tell me what to eat. Tell me what to do. I'm going to do it. That's why I say, if you really want to make a change, you really want to, you will do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No questions asked. There's no, oh, I'm too busy to eat. No, there was, it was no questions asked. I'm going to do this. I have to do it. So when that happened and I started eating again, my eyes were open in my relationship. And ironically, he left the relationship um, and he did me the favor because that was the biggest gift he gave me. (laughs) I mean, if if it wasn't for that, I don't know if I would have still been there miserable, and, and who knows what would have happened to my, my health.
0: You know, it's interesting that, um, you know, when you were faced with the choice of, you know, am I going to focus on, on my health or on my relationship and you chose your health, the relationship resolved itself. Exactly. And I just love that, that kind of light bulb moment of, you know, coming back to care for who you are as a person and what your, Mm. what your body's needs are and your, your spirit's needs are also opened the door to you being able to live in a different lifestyle. Yes. Yes.
1: You know, it's again, looking back You know, at the time, you know, I just, it was the, why is this happening to me? Why why is it happening to me? Like, that's all I thought was, why is this happening to me? This is horrific. I can't believe this is happening. And this just, this disbelief, the therapy got me to the point where it's happening. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Accept it. Right. Okay. (laughs) This is your new normal. Okay. Now, what are you going to do? Are you going to stay stuck and saying, why is this happening to me? Or are you going to live? And I chose to live. Okay. And living meant building my empowerment, building who I was, building who Lisa was. Because when Lisa got married, Lisa lost Lisa. Okay. You know, I fell into the whole trap of, of the narrative of taking care of my husband and not taking care of my needs. That was pushed to the back of the corner.
0: Okay. Had you become unaccustomed to caring for yourself? And and did, I, I'm curious about the process that you went through when you realized it's time to define who Lisa is now and, and how you started to do that as a single mom and you know all of the other things that you have to manage in life at the same time as figuring yourself out.
1: Yeah, and it's funny you say that because even through my relationship, it was very conflicting because I was constantly being pulled to this empowered woman who I always was. And then, but I gotta be a wife. I gotta do, but, but no, I wanna, no. So it was very conflicting and even for him, You know, he didn't like this strong, empowered Lisa. He wanted the one who catered towards him. And I would say the entire relationship, I was in odds with myself. So it really had nothing to do with him. It was Mm -hmm. me, you know, and I didn't choose me. So when I got out of that and I realized all that, and now I'm a single mother and now I have to build Myself back up again. How does one do that? It's so it's so overwhelming, right? So in my mind. I said well If I better me better myself Then I'm gonna be a better mother and a better role model to my daughter and One thing I did learn from therapy was this I was always afraid for my daughter to see me sick I didn't want her to see me weak and my therapist said no let her see you weak let her see you feeling sick she's going to think that she always has to be strong all the time when she said that it was like the weight was lifted off my shoulders i was like okay this is it mommy's not feeling good you know this is this and for her to see that and then see me build myself up she's empowered
0: it's one of the best gifts that we can give to ourselves and our children. You know, I'm a, a mom of boys and I'm cognizant of how I care for myself and how I model to them. This is what a mom does. You know, moms need time for themselves because moms are people. And, you know, just being able to show to our children that, we are human and that we have you know priorities that we need to take care of while also showing the process of using positive psychology you know and and showing resilience but not trying to pretend like we never have doubts or we never have bad days right right yeah
1: i think that's very important you know for her to see my bad days and see me feel like a human being. <laughs> um but you know one thing you did say that I I am grateful for is that I focused a lot on self care. Now I'm not talking self care getting the manny petties, you know. Part of real myself self-care. Yeah, real self care therapy. <laughs> Um, and then of course my runs. So one of the things that I did, and this is something that I got backlash from my own mother who grew up in the traditional kind of sense of what a mother does. But I said, no, mom, if I don't run, I'm not I need that. I need that release. So I need you to come over, take watch my daughter, take care of her for a bit while mommy does her run, and then I'll be back and I'll be refreshed. So my daughter knows. And if I don't do my run, <laughs> that I'm not, you know, I'm not centered, I'm not aligned. And, you know, I know there's a lot of that guilt, like, oh, I shouldn't do that. No, you become a better mother if you do that. You know, I'm stress-free when I then see my daughter again. I feel like I'm on top of the world. I feel empowered, you know. So that's one thing that I don't think I would have ever done if I didn't go through this journey.
0: I think, you know, we hear the adage of, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to put your oxygen mask on, you know, before you can help somebody else. You know, all of these ways that we, you know, we talk about self-care, but the actual doing of it can be a little bit more challenging because it's hard to determine what do I even need? Like, okay, so my mom's going to come over and 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 babysit so that I can have time for self-care. What do I do now? And I, I don't know how many opportunities we have to learn. What is self-care for me? What do I do when I have the opportunity? Right. How did you discover running as as one of your ways of self-care? And what's your advice for others who are trying to figure out okay, so what do I do with that time once I get it?
1: Oh, that's a good question. So running was a, uh, running is very, it's a very emotional thing for me because when I did not have my daughter, so when she's with her dad, now mind you, there's nothing like a mother and child bond. Yeah, People don't Truly understand it, but it's, it's when they're, they came from your body. Okay. If you know, you know, exactly. So, you know, not having her was devastating. Like I thought it, it was the end of the world. And I said, I cannot do this to myself. I need to release. I need to just cry it out. I need to, you know, fine. Therapy is helping me, but I got to do the work. Therapy is helping me, but. It's still up to me to do the work to get unstuck. So I started running to release, to get myself centered, align, look at the big picture, don't focus on the little things. And I started feeling emotionally and mentally just clear. And when I'm done, I'm like, okay, Lisa, this is not too bad. This is not bad. This is okay. You know? So. For me running became that outlet also that tool of empowerment um and I think that when you feel this amazingness then it's like okay I, you know that I, this is self care I'm taking care of me I'm taking care of my mental health like the therapy going that's that's self care going to seek therapy is self care going to do your runs your workouts your exercise eating healthy is self care going to see the doctor? Going to gyno? Getting a breast exam? That's all self care. Taking care of me so that I can be a better mother, a better parent, a better friend, a better daughter. Um, what I'm
0: seeing here is a pattern of self advocacy. No. You know, of of standing up and 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 first of all, owning the fact that you deserve service you know, -hmm. that that you deserve attention and, you know, (laughs) telling the doctors, this is a thing that's, you know, there's something else here. Right. And then telling yourself, I deserve better in my relationship and, and, you know, I need time for physical activity and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go to therapy. And, and all of those are examples of you standing up and not waiting for somebody else to encourage you. And say, you know, you really should do this. You deserve it. But you standing up and saying, I need this and it's fair request. It's a fair expectation and I'm going to do it. Right.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know what? What's I would I would always say to myself, what's the alternative? I'm going to lay here and die. No. Hell no. Nope. Okay, so then what's your option? I'm going to live. I'm going to live to the fullest. I'm an older mom. I got to be here for her. I got to do what I need to do to keep moving, to keep living life to the fullest. And that's, you know, that's powerful. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. So when when you're working with your clients, what type of women typically seek you out as their coach? So
1: that's that's a good question. And I think that First of all, they know when they come to me, they've been watching me for a while. (laughs) So they've already been watching
0: me. They know what they're getting into.
1: They know what they're getting into. And if they don't, then I will tell them because I have said to people, I'm not just a running coach. If you're looking for just running to help you get faster or in just focus on that, I'm not for you. I am here to transform I want to help you transform. I'm looking for women who want to transform themselves inside out, mental, mentally, spiritually, and physically. So most of the time, those are the women that come to me. They're looking for emotional strength, release, stress free, feeling this woman, the the flame of that woman that's inside and needs to be ignited. And in the, and, and, while you're going through this, you could still, you can become a runner and Hey, maybe you, you might even lose weight. I mean, that's a, that's a bonus. If you want, it's up to you. You may not, that might not even be your focus. The focus is for you to feel like, if I could think of it is you running free and, and just like looking out arms out and just being like, I own this. (laughs) Yes.
0: Oh, I love that. I own this. That's, that's how I feel about running. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, we running is one of those sports that is, it's both a group sport and an individual, you know, because you can run with friends and the running community can be so welcoming and encouraging and empowering, but you're always checking in with yourself and honoring yourself at that moment. Mm. And I love the idea of your arms stretched out and saying, "I own this," because that means you decide mm-hmm. how this goes, mm-hmm. and and I find that to be a really exciting um, idea. And and so I, I love the fact that you you work with women who want to transform and 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 r- use running as part of the the journey. Yeah. yeah. To that. Yep. Yeah. That's it. So your your podcast is called Ella Go. Right. But your name is Lisa.
1: <laughs> so Heather, that's so funny because I find people call me Ella and then they find out, wait, your name is Lisa? Why be yeah. calling you Ella? No. Um, so it's funny. <laughs> I went through a, a lot of transformations with the, this name, transitions with this name. Um, and when I think of Ella Go, Ella Go is part of my daughter's name, Bella, because ah. I said I wanted to do something that incorporates me and my daughter. So Ella and then Go is the last two letters of my last name. However, if you come from the Spanish background, Ella is Ella and it's She Goes. So <gasps> oh,
0: I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could not have a, a more perfect name for the type of work that you do because, you know, we've learned today about how you, you know, you first were connected with yourself and uh, aware enough to know that something's wrong here. Mm-hmm. Something's not right. And then taking the initiative to advocate for yourself and and seek answers and seek and push beyond the initial oh it's you're it's just you're this is you're creating this mm-hmm. and then having the courage to create a new chapter of your life you know on your own as a single mom you know starting a business and moving into coaching and at the same time you're cultivating this lifestyle of self-care that now you're able to share with others.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: So she goes. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to have you here on Heather solves everything today. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Oh,
1: Heather. Thank you so much. I, I love telling my story And, you know, I know you asked, you know, did I feel comfortable talking about it? And absolutely, because it really reminds me, it's a reminder of where I've come from and how far I've come, you know, and it, when you are just thinking about it, going through that story, I just think, wow, I'm such a different woman now, and I'm constantly evolving and I'm welcoming it. So thank you.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so tell our listeners how they can reach you if they are interested in working with you as a coach.
1: Sure. You can. Um, so I'm a lot on Instagram. So you can uh, reach out to me on Instagram, Ella underscore underscore go. I have a link in my bio that goes into how you can look at my courses, um, email me, uh, DM me, um or you can go to my website www.ella-go.com and that's pretty much it
0: y'all she has the best reels on instagram <laughs> so much fun you've got I to follow her it. on instagram and um and <laughs> she keeps it real and sassy and fun and i always enjoy it
1: thank you stories like
0: lisa's are a Powerful example of what type of energy you can bring into your life when you're willing to listen to what your body, mind, and spirit are telling you, believe what you hear, and then take that first bold action. And Lisa said for her, it was baby steps, you know, choosing one thing at a time and not overwhelming herself with trying to change. Everything that needed her attention at the same time. And she also really honored herself and what she knew she needed to be able to do the things that she needed to do. And I know that sometimes it can be difficult to figure out what do I do with time that I discover I have? How do I know what type of self care works best for me? And how do I know when my self-care isn't working? Guys, we don't want to make this too complicated, okay? Remember, this is supposed to be fun. So when it comes time to choose something for self-care, ask yourself some simple questions. You know, If I could wave a magic wand over my life right now, what would I create? What would I change? What would I do? Sometimes keeping a list of activities that you'd like to do for yourself so that when you do have the opportunity, you can refer to it and remember that you did want to take time to pop into that boutique and look around and see if there was anything fun in there that you just couldn't live without. Or you wanted to try out that new recipe or go for a walk in the park. Jot those ideas down when you have them so that when the opportunity comes up, you can take them. But then also pay attention to when what feels like it should be helpful just isn't. And that's okay too. There are as many ways to care for yourself as there are clouds in the sky. And so if you aren't feeling like the type of self-care you've chosen for that day isn't getting the job done, then it's okay to press pause on that and move into something else. Pay attention to how you're feeling. The goal of self-care is to feel renewed, refreshed, and energized, and that you're being cared for as a human. So grasp the reins and know that you are the expert on yourself. The most important thing is that you're taking time to ask, what do I need right now? Well, guys, we did it. We solved another problem with the help of our friend, Lisa. I hope that you will check out her podcast. Uh, It's a lot of fun. And I'm really thankful to her for being here today. I'd love to hear your ideas for the show. Please visit heathersolveseverything.com and click on Solve My Problems and we will get it done together. I hope to see you on Instagram and Facebook. I hope that something wonderful happens for you today. I'm Healthy Heather, and I'm always here to help you solve everything. To connect with Heather and find out more about today's show, just look for Heather Solves Everything on Facebook and Instagram. With a little help from your friends, you can solve everything, too.